What's up, everybody? You're listening to The Unpaved Path, a podcast that inspires the next generation of female athletes to pursue their goals and own their journey. My name is Reagan Rust. I'm a former captain of Boston University's Division I women's ice hockey team and pro hockey player. I'm talking with female athletes of all backgrounds to talk about their journeys, the lessons they learned along the way, and advice they'd like to give younger athletes. My guest today is a former Division III ice hockey player for Connecticut College. She is one of the few reasons, if not the only reason, why Arkansas shows up on the NCAA hockey list. She most likely takes the cake for the college athlete with the most names. And she's one of my best friends who I met when I tripped her on a breakaway at five years old. I felt that it would only be right to shine a light on her story considering we built ours together at the beginning. If you want to connect with her, she can be found on Instagram at kfloresca97. Welcome, Kyla, Alexi, Leilani, Milan, Dusan, Floresca. Hey, what's up? Wow, I like kind of almost teared up listening to that. Like I got a little oh my emotional. Oh no, um, Well, I don't. I feel like you basically said everything about me. I don't really need like to introduce. That is myself. so false. There's so much that goes into you. Are you kidding? After that great introductory right there, honestly, my favorite part was probably uh, you tripping me on uh, the breakaway part. Guys, that, that is sense. a very true story. Reagan and I hated each other. Um, <laughs> she thought I was weird because she asked if I wanted to come spend the night with her because we were the only girl hockey players um, in the league at that time. She's like, hey, like, let's power up. Let's be friends. And she's like, hey, you want to come over to my house and like spend the let's night? Let's power go, up. Let's power <laughs> up. You I know, say like, that? No, I no, no. <laughs> like, that's what came to my head. But me being like this weird little only child kid protected, you know, I was like, oh, sorry, I can't. I can only sleep over at my grandparents' house. <laughs> you were literally like all right peace like, and our friendship started from there like <laughs> no my you know my parents but um that was awesome thank you uh I am from West Memphis Arkansas uh, if any of you guys don't know where that is that's okay um, <laughs> nobody knows that's why we say we're from Memphis <laughs> yeah literally that's why we always say we're from Memphis but um we're right above Louisiana touching Tennessee and Mississippi uh, our Mississippi queen over here Reagan mm-hmm. um and honestly, like just thinking about how far we've come, it's kind of crazy. I don't know, you know, like um, we are both from the South. Our journey is kind of uh, unconventional for us, I would kind of say. Yeah, um, definitely. We played with boys. Um, I can't believe we even played with boys, but honestly, but I, we're still I friends with them too. That's like the funniest part. I know, it's, it's so crazy how old we become some of them mm-hmm. engaged some are married some have kids I'm over yeah, here I can barely wild. take care of myself but back then when we would play like um at the DeSoto Civic Center uh 3v3 across ice like I literally couldn't have even imagined how far hockey was gonna take us mm-hmm. at that point it was just kind of something that we did and I'm going to tell you when we first, like when we played with the boys and then my parents were like, you kind of need to start playing with girls. I was like kind of upset because I, I <laughs> yeah, I was, and this sounds so like woman hating now that I think of it, but I was like, I don't want to play with girls. Like I thought I was too good to play with girls. Cause you know, we had this like conceived notion because in the South, not many girls play hockey. So like mm-hmm. when we did play against other girls from where we were I'm not saying they weren't good but I they weren't the best so the they only, weren't gonna push us yeah so like my only idea of playing with girls was literally in this little bubble that we had of these girls 
and that was like totally wrong like literally mm-hmm. I got reality kicked into me when we started playing for Pittsburgh tell me about it <laughs> oh my god I was like these girls can play. okay you were also first line <laughs> okay okay listen I was riding the bench <laughs> you are like a dark horse like your story is just amazing the way that you worked your way from the bottom to the top me and my kind of went reverse no you you did not that is literally not the case but what I'm saying though is like when we got to Pittsburgh like even the girls that we played with I was in awe like the girls we played against those Canadian girls let me tell you they were on something like I swear to god their parents were feeding them miracle growth uh they were (laughs) as you're sitting at like 410 yes exactly but like also your bio for Connecticut College you're not five feet you're not five feet tall hey hey don't don't let my secret out okay come on you made it four years with it don't expose me like that but um I thought it was like do you remember us driving up to Pittsburgh together like to try out and it was oh I was so nervous I was I was beyond nervous like these girls were so good you had Pippi going down on one knee skating around everyone like Kenzie just and hitting the puck she was just like this on her second I'm like how old are you (laughs) how do you gotta do that it was the craziest thing and then and then we like my eyes I had like a revelation I think and then we was when we played with the boys I was like this just isn't it like and I think that's when we realized you really we had to like play with the girls get exposure um I don't know it's just and then when you took the step to go to prep school was really like my parents had been wanting me to go to prep school like freshman year of high school and I knew myself too well to know like I wasn't ready um, Mm -hmm. to leave home yet like I needed a little bit like maybe one more year to kind of mature Um, it just wasn't for me yet but you you went um, to NSA and (laughs) and I remember all the boys giving you crap they're like oh like she thinks she's so good I was like dude like if we want to like go anywhere for college like that's the first step like that's what you need to do especially from where we're from the exposure is awful in the south you know what I mean like we were the big fish in the little pond but when we went up Mm -hmm. to like the north that was that's where we could really grow we we had very limited growth playing but and I'm so well, because we didn't have any ice time either we had limited resources for either oh. like coaches that had good knowledge we had limited ice time we didn't have any like strength trainers like all these girls have now like we knew nothing oh my god we literally <laughs> knew nothing like nowadays they are so great at helping kids be proactive and mm-hmm. trying to reach their dreams of like eating healthy I mean granted they did try to help us eat healthy, but they weren't very like big on it eating healthy like lifting the correct way to lift the correct things to do the way to reach mm-hmm. out to coaches the way to expose yourself you know what I mean like getting to know we were like so clueless mm-hmm. um we ate like crap I mean that's what you probably <laughs> okay for, like when we're quick. leaving at like Thursday right after school traveling through the night and like the only places open at like oh. 10 p.m is Arby's McDonald's chick-fil-a kfc like what are we supposed to do we would ever eat was like subway but we like barely ate subway we would always eat like rb (laughs) yeah and we just like Um, packed snacks because our parents did not want to stop driving for the life of us if we had to pee we had to hold it 
I literally would sleep the whole ride because your mom would not stop to pee. And so I would just sleep because I had to pee so bad. And if I was awake, I probably would have peed my pants. Um, (laughs) Literally. But like, it's now like kids, they're so lucky about how they have all these resources. We had like these coaches and I'm not bashing the coaches. Our coaches were awesome for, you know, like the time. For For what we had at that time, like they were really good, but they, it wasn't for us to help us. Like once we had grown, they couldn't help us anymore, especially within the hockey world for girls. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, I'm just so happy that we ended up, we played flyers and that was awesome. Yeah, that was um, fun. That we met was a lot fun. of people that way. And with boys hockey too. Like we know so many people down in the South because of that. I know. <laughs> it's also a small world though here in the South, but like mm-hmm. it was really like that first step of us playing with the flyers was really good. But then, you know, our parents were like, we really need, to move up a tier and I was like oh my god like it was so it was so daunting so scary but I know that opens well, think so about it when we were playing flyer sorry we were playing with like double a but yeah. then we were playing like what 12 u and then we were like okay well we need to move up so we went to like 16 u double a we would play with your sister's team remember? Yeah, with our sis- we were with like sisters. 14 playing with like 18 and 16 year old girls mm-hmm. and um I think that was really helpful though because girls play such a different way than guys and that's that's probably like a given but yeah for me that was like really really helpful kind of transition into us playing starting to play for mm-hmm. Pittsburgh because um, you know those older girls they were on another level at that time you know like we were what, like 14 we thought we were we were it man we you thought know, we were like, so cool yeah and then you <laughs> see these girls like really showing really good hockey IQ and you just can't beat that it's something you have to kind of learn I feel like Mm -hmm. and um, do a lot so like I felt like that was really helpful but then again when we really really stepped up that was that was like a whole another experience yeah I got zero goals two points that year (laughs) it is okay because look at where you are now like that is and that's like such a testament to who you are and your character oh this is about you <laughs> I know but I've I, I gotta you know gotta pop my tires a little bit <laughs> yeah I mean really like I remember when you went so you had you billeted as well and then um you played with the older girls but there was like this time I remember you oh my god or was it with NSA you were at like a tournament that the Pittsburgh girls were with and um, I remember watching you play and your growth was so, I could tell, like you were handling the puck with confidence. And I was like, that's, that's a whole new Reagan. Like, that's what I want to be. And so like, then we're starting to take a step to go to prep school. Um, and that was like such a huge change for me. I mean, granted, I've been away from home, but never that like long of a time frame. And mm-hmm. um prep school I think was probably one of the best decisions I have ever made in my life right and it's maybe not for everyone but for me um that was that is what opened many doors for me if I'm if I'm going to be real here so like the coach coach Potter um he is an amazing man he saw me play is that Um, Jen Jen Potter's husband no 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 this is oh, like okay. um not related to uh, <laughs> the olympic person no no um 
he watched me play and he saw something in me and he was so nice in the whole um, application process. Uh, the person who interviewed me, he was phenomenal. Like that, I stepped on the school and my mom was like, this is the school for you. Like, and I'm so happy. Like, it was just so nice to have everything in a centralized area, you know, like school. The mm-hmm. rink is right there. The dorm's right there. Eating. They help with transportation. Whereas when we were younger, it was so hard for us. Like we would go to school <clears throat> doing homework until like my mom picked me up for our practices. I'd eat leftover <laughs> lunch. I'd bring lunch and eat my leftover lunch for like literally kind of dinner slash snack before yeah. practice. We would have <laughs> practice like late at night. Um, I lived all the way in Arkansas. The rink was in Mississippi. That's like a 45 minute drive back home. I'm like doing homework in the car mm-hmm. and everything. And we would leave school on a Thursday after school on a Thursday and drive all night just to like get to games on a Friday morning because back then in the league, it was Friday, Saturday, Sunday, we had games. And so we would miss school Friday. That's so many classes. We would drive back Sunday afternoon from like Detroit and all those other places. And mm-hmm. we wouldn't get back to like Monday morning and we would be doing homework in the car. We would get home. I mean, I would get home. I know you would too. And then literally change and then go right to school. It was just so taxing on our bodies, on our minds. Like I yeah. was struggling in school. I got my first ever C plus. Oh my chemistry. God. And we have Asian parents. <laughs> yeah, I was like, I was actually crying. I was like, that one semester um, at St. Agnes, I missed about 47 classes. I counted. They were, thank God my school was so flexible and being like signing me off, giving me my like work, being so mm-hmm. nice about it, understanding where I'm from, like they were really supportive. But like as a kid, that's so hard to come back missing 47. That's just one semester too. I know. So, this is ridiculous. So like prep school was literally like sent from heaven. Like I would wake up put clothes on, walk across, like, literally a few feet. Dining hall is right there. Go to class. You know, you're done. Put your stuff up. Go to the rink. Everything's, like, right there. And it's just – it's awesome. I don't know. Like, I can't even express how amazing and, like, the gratitude I have towards prep school. Like, my prep school, Lawrence Academy. Shout out to them. Broughton Mass. Um, (laughs) But with the people you meet, like, you get this sense of family. And also, like, the girls that you play against is just Mm – it helps you develop as a person, as a player, mentally. Like, I could go on and on just how amazing prep school is. And, like, for hockey, I don't think I have would have gone to Connecticut College if I didn't go to prep school, if I didn't have Coach Potter as my coach. Like, he was the one who was really, like, a big advocate for me to talk to Coach Steele, um, the head coach of Connecticut College. Um, and I owe a lot to him. And – to prep school because you know what a lot of people what I found out when we went to college is it's weird to think that a lot of people at college have never been away from home mm-hmm. until then you know what I mean like I always kind of just figured like oh like I don't know like New England school I feel like a lot of people went to prep school but I also have to keep in mind a lot of people did it and so I see people were like struggling the first semester of college with their time management and um they were like going out to party or even not just partying, just not doing their work. Cause they're like, I have all this free time, you know, like mm-hmm. not that your parents are always on you about like doing your work, but you know, there really is no authoritative figure to be like, make sure that you have everything done. You know, you're 
free will, whatever you want to do. And so like, that was like a huge thing for me about prep school was like, it really helped me prepare for time management. Um, it also helped me to know what I need to do. Um, but in regards to like college, I, we have different stories. You went to D1. I did D3 and still honestly, good. It's still, I good. still, I'm so happy with the decision I made. Not that I'm going to say any D1 schools were looking at me, but if I were to choose, like I probably would have chosen D3 again, um, just for my preference. Um, I know we had, you had asked me those questions earlier, um, but for me, it was all about balance. Um, school, not that, you know, school doesn't come first for like the D1, mm -hmm. but I wanted, I want to be a physical therapist. So, you know, I'm taking heavier science classes. And for me, it takes me longer to understand things. So I have to put in a little bit more work when it comes to school. I wish I was that type of person who got it easily. Um, Should have been so, a business major like me. <laughs> honestly, right now I'm like questioning my whole major and everything. <laughs> I just took the GRE, um, but, oh, yikes. and now I took it Monday. I'm, I'm studying again. I'm going to take it one more time um, just to get it up a little bit more. But um, I knew I needed that time to be able to study and kind of put my focus on, um, on school. But I knew that the hockey was going to be just as good as division one and um it was probably again i keep saying it's like the best thing that i have ever done i'm like just so happy also i really liked it because d3 schools tend to be a little bit smaller um and it kind of felt like you like being the big fish uh, ah, no. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> well i really liked it because you know i'm a pretty sociable person so i really like pretty you are the most <laughs> sociable person there is. I really like seeing people on campus and knowing who they are at least having a class with them seeing them before kind of having an idea of who they are you know I love to say hi to people when I'm well, you're just like your dad so it makes sense <laughs> every time we would walk by like okay like let's be real here like hockey players and you're on a team you kind of like never travel alone you at least have like one teammate with you yeah we're like known to be kind of like a cult and I know that has like a bad connotation to it but just because like we're always together there's mm -hmm. like never more than there's never like just one of us ever by ourselves so there would be like a pack of us always walking together and I would be walking and people I'd be like oh hey what's up Tim like oh Zach like oh my god like Kylie you know what I mean and they'd be like how do you know all these people but like I love to expand outside of my hockey team and if yeah. I were to give advice to other people I'm like yeah your team is awesome like those mm -hmm. are your sisters but you should probably you know extend outside the hockey team do something else other than hockey you know like maybe do some clubs get to know some other people because you know like I really I don't know I feel like it's a great experience to also be friends with people outside of your hockey team and a lot of my teammates have expressed that I wish I wasn't just only friends with our hockey team, you know what I yeah. mean? Like, and you knew other people, but I mean, that's just, that's just me. I feel like it's good for you to branch outside of Definitely. Um, your hockey team. And again, like in the real world, you're going to need those connections. Um, mm -hmm. And it's always about- And just those talking skills. Yeah. It's always about who you know, not <laughs> yeah. what you know. I, there's so many things, but like kind of um, jump in all the way back but I just I still can't believe how 
how far we've come because you know what when we played in mississippi there would be some few little girls um who would always be like oh my god like their parents would come up to us and be like my daughter like loves you she thinks like you're the best she wants to be like you when she's older and like that's so weird to hear some people say that because you're just like well i'm just a normal person how can i inspire this other person to mm-hmm. you know be like me you know it's it's so crazy to think but it's it's kind of nice to have people real like notice like the hard work that we put in yeah and everything like and I know a lot of girls work really hard but I just feel like ours was just so difficult like I don't think people realize how many hours in a car so many hours spent together like every weekend we would be driving at least 14 plus hours mm-hmm. just one way yeah and the dedication Especially the 12 hours to Pittsburgh and 12 hours back every other weekend like. oh my god and that was like so crazy <laughs> sip, sip, sip. <laughs> um but like the dedication that we have is and you know what I have to give a shout out to our parents like Mm -hmm. having a really good support system is is kind of the base one of like the bases I feel like your determination is one but having someone who will really support you um our parents sacrificed yeah that that was I'm gonna cry thinking about it like that was (laughs) that was a lot like our parents would literally they would not work on the weekends they would drive because we couldn't drive at that Mm -hmm. time I wouldn't I wouldn't trust myself to drive to drive 12 hours by yourself heck no or at least do some of it driving but like they would drive they would sit in the cold they would watch us you know they they would granted I really hated when my dad would give feedback but like you know it's always I really feel like (laughs) your parents like I feel like our parents are the ones who will tell you it straight like they won't sugarcoat it like they'll really tell you how it is and I hated hearing that from my parents when I would think that I had a really good game but you know they would be like yeah good game but you know you could have done I saw xyz and maybe you could have seen it on the ice but like this is what you're doing and I would hate it because I was like no I know my own body I'm playing but like there are some times you need to be able to take in you know like constructive criticism and yeah. um as a kid, as a young teenager, I was so stubborn and I was like, you know, nothing and everything. Um, Your dad literally taught us from the ground up though. Like, thank goodness for him because he literally would come on the ice with us and like teach us basically how to skate. (laughs) Very true. He was, he was very supportive and everything. And he, um, he loved it. And it was awesome. And I remember all the, you know, all the boys like still call him coach Mark. Still I still say, call him Coach Mark. What's yeah, up, yeah, Coach like, Mark? Yeah, everyone calls him like Coach Mark. He doesn't like coach as much, but people still like go to him about like questions. Like when I would do stick and puck, you know, dad would always be watching me and uh, people would see me doing drills and see him giving me directions about what to do. And total strangers who are learning to play would literally go up to my dad and be like, hey, do you have like any pointers or anything? And so like, I think one thing is also being able to be open to um, help criticism um it's, it's so hard at times mm-hmm. hearing things like whenever we would have video 
and college and you're with the whole team and coach calls you out and it's not them being mean you know just like Kyla you didn't get to the boards fast enough you need to come across quicker and you think oh she hates me she's calling me out in front of the whole team and that's not it like she wants you to be better it's also an example for the whole team to see if they are ever in that situation too and it's Mm -hmm. and I still sometimes like I feel like people have a hard time accepting that like mentally I know you're all about mental stuff it's it's hard it's a mm-hmm. very tough process. I remember like hearing about all my friends, like you, you were committing to D1, all these other girls at such a young age were committing to D1. And there was this like pressure in my mind that, oh my God, like what are they going to think of me? Like my friends, if I don't get into D1, I don't play, like, are they going to judge me? Like, what are my parents going to think? They spent all this time, all this money and I can only make like D3 and they've been wanting me to play D1. Like for me, mentally, that was like so hard. You know, the pressures um, as a young kid to try to even play uh, because there's only so many spots and so many great girls out there vying for those spots. And I feel like a lot of people get in their heads about mm-hmm. it. And I know I was like one of them. I remember seeing you flourish into this really, really amazing hockey player like going places getting all these offers and I was like I only got one offer Kyla (laughs) I know but like you were like playing at that time you were gonna play RIT and I was like my parents were like look Reagan's playing D1 like why can't you and I was just like it was so tough on me like it was challenging mentally it was like more draining than like practicing for like four hours a day Mm -hmm. um and I remember when we would play like the times when they would start recruiting and people would start committing and everything. And at that time, I think I wasn't doing too well. And so like, I was really down on myself and it was really affecting me as a player and school, like kind of yeah. everything. And it's, it's really hard the pressures that kids face today in mm-hmm. athletics. Um, and it, it's kind of sad because I feel like they're starting to recruit younger and younger. And it's, it's not healthy in my opinion for these kids to think about that. Like they should be focusing on having fun, like developing their skills. I feel like this sounds bad, but like when you recruit so young, these kids sometimes will probably be like, Oh, like I have a verbal commitment, like all this. And they don't keep working at it. And some kids surpass them. And then, you know, they get dropped and it's really sad because they had these hopes of playing, but it's, it's really mental. Like you have to make yourself keep going. You can't think about like what others are doing. You really have to like focus on yourself and do what's best for you and kind of know what you want and what's the best. Um, I, I, it took me a while to accept I was never going to play D1 because you know, as a kid, you're like, I want to play D1, but I dreamed of that for so long about it. Yeah. And realistically, I realized I am a D3 kind of girl. I love the hockey. The school is what's for me, like the size. And I was like, honestly, D3, just as good as D1. There are so many girls that could have played D1 who played D3. Mm-hmm. Um, and the hockey is great. So like, I feel like a lot of people have like these false thoughts about D1, D3. Yeah. Like D3 kind of has this like bad connotation. Like, oh, you didn't make D1, but no. It's hockey. Like it is great hockey. You no get matter four where more you years play. to play the sport you love. 
exactly you know how many people like i would go to college with and i would see people wearing like hockey shirts they're like yeah i played in high school but like i couldn't play in college i'm like that's so sad like these people actually played in high school and then like they're like i loved hockey but like i wasn't good enough to even like they would we would have girls try out for our team and sometimes they wouldn't make it and they would be devastated and i'm like that would really hurt if i wanted to play a sport mm-hmm. and i couldn't even extend it four more years you know what i mean so that was it's but even when you do get to college it's still like a mental battle you know that you're it's, you have, it's a mental battle that it's, is. it's so i remember crying so many nights just like and i actually played a fair amount as a freshman um we missed one game my whole college career because i had the flu um yeah i was so upset um but you got me I remember, <laughs> I remember like playing but i remember having some of my friends not even making the dress list and they'd be devastated and it's so different for everyone in here over here i was like crying and i was playing but i was crying because like certain things weren't going my way but then i would see like some of my best friends like not even like make the dress list or be on the dress list and not even like touch the ice be on like the fourth line and it's mm-hmm. but they would show such resilience like they would go out there they would talk to their coach like to our coach and be like they would sit down with her and like have videos and like see what they're doing wrong like having extra ice time and it's it was really like inspiring to see them like have such a great attitude um because towards the end of my college career I'm not gonna lie I I didn't play um, my last few games, like I got benched. Um, really? Yeah, my. Didn't even know that. Yeah, it. I'm telling you, it was a roller coaster. Like the last six games, I didn't touch the ice at all. I would be on the bench and I didn't touch it. Like my last ever college game, I didn't play a shift. Oh my god. I know. I'm gonna cry thinking about. It. But honestly, though, like. No, don't cry. I. That's when I realized how freaking mental it really was like I was a senior I wasn't playing I'd been playing like as a freshman on like second line a lot third line playing with some really great people and then like the last six games of my senior year I'm like not playing and I remember going to practice and hating it because I was like I'm never gonna make it back up there like I felt like I was relegated to the line that never played and then I thought about all my other friends and other teammates who are always in this position and I remember seeing they were like had the best attitude to practice and on the ice and they worked hard even if coach like it didn't seem maybe coach was watching or didn't really care she like focused on like the first second third line mm-hmm. um and the fourth line was just out there as another line to help things going and it was really just I remember crying to my parents I remember crying to my boyfriend I remember crying by myself I was like why is this like why am I not playing I was good but it's it's so many, and my parents are like, you can't go in there hating hockey, hating your coach, hating practice. Like you need to turn it around yourself. Like, even if she doesn't really notice you, it is, it's for yourself, you know, like you're, you're building. And I just, it was like, I'm kind of glad I experienced it. I mean, it sucks. I didn't touch the ice towards the end of my career, but like, it was kind of like a nice, um, I don't know, kind of like into the real world, because that's going to happen. You're going to get knocked Mm down. Honestly, and I think what was, that was really like a new experience for me was because I feel like things have always been given to me. Um, I'm an only child. My parents (laughs) really, really loved me. 
I'm gonna people, I'm gonna give you an example here. On 23, on my 21st birthday, I got 21 presents um, for my 21st birthday. That's how much my parents like, this is a big deal. 21 presents for every year you've lived. We love you. Like guys, <laughs> when I tell you, like I'm between a red coat, a really expensive red coat and an expensive black coat and I can't choose my parents. Like just get both. Like like my parents, <laughs> no, like I'm telling you. They've always been that way. Yeah, the, Reagan can attest. Like my parents are very like, have kind of spoon fed me and everything and I've kind of been given a lot of things in my life and Reagan over here she's a fighter she she is very independent knows what she wants and kind of had to like work for things guys we are the complete opposite I mean it helps that I'm also the baby of the family so like if I do ask for something it's likely that I would have gotten yeah. it but Reagan doesn't <laughs> ask for very much people here so we're complete opposites <laughs> to put that interview for you so like me being relegated to the line that really never played um was very eye-opening for me because again I've always been given I was like you said I played first line at Pittsburgh I mm -hmm. as a freshman I played like on the second third lines same with sophomore and junior year and then senior year this was kind of like the first ever real setback I'd ever have and I'm really grateful for it I know that sometimes I hold resentment to my coach for it but like I really shouldn't because mm -hmm. it it's such a learning experience to overcome it. And I have to say, I still had a pretty bad attitude during it. I like, I, well, I. It's very valid feelings if you've never come into yeah. like that sort of adversity. And I'm, I'm kind of upset. I mean, I've had, I have faced adversities, but I feel like that was like the first one that I had ever really gone through. That was really big for me, like such a shock, um, something so new for me. And with my parents being away and them not being able there to like really help me through it was so, it was different. But now I know what it's really like. I sound like such a kid, like I'm 23. And I was like, I faced this when I was 22. Like, you know, people face things when they're like even younger, but I mean. I or older. Or, Some people go their whole life and wait till they're 50 to experience so something. And so like, again, I was just like, props to those people that have such like a strong mentality. Um, I'm kind of soft at times. Like people will tell me something, I kind of take it to heart. And so but you're like, a person that really, really cares about oh, one, how other people perceive you. You care yes. about like keeping people happy. I am and, like, you're, you're kind of a people pleaser. <laughs> I am, I am. And we did this thing called coaching to connect at our, um, at our school, uh, this guy, worked with us we did a personality test and I was um an I an influencer someone who's kind of seen as the life of the party but someone who was kind of worries about what other people thinks about them and their the situation and everything so like when talking to someone he gave this like perfect example he was like Kyle, so like if someone's an I and someone else is like this other personality type um they're eyes will want reassurance that everything's okay that you're fine that like you're not mad at them the situation's okay and I'm like that's so me like whenever my friend Cho is mad at me I'm like Cho are you sure it's okay are you sure you're not mad at me like I'm very I I and I feel like that's it can be good and bad because I always worry about what people think and you know you kind of shouldn't worry about what other people think um you should focus on yourself um but if it's affecting other people in a really negative way then you should you know care about what it's doing but again I 
it was so hard for me because I was like, coach, like, why, why are you doing this? Like I could be out there helping. And, you know, granted we did lose the game. Um, our last game was the quarterfinals and we lost. And maybe I could have been out there and done something differently. Maybe I could have made it worse, but we never know. But like, I just remember like, even when I was on the bench, I had to think like, this is a team sport. Like I can't be bringing the team down with such a bad attitude. Um, so I had to make myself be like, cheer my teammates on, even though I wanted to be on the ice. And I was like, I want to be the one out there. And I would probably have to take one of my teammates spots and her be here. But this is for like the better of the team. And that was like such a hard thing for me to wrap my head around because I was always the one playing and having other people cheer me on. Um, and you know what I mean? So it was, it's so mental. And I'm so happy that you're like helping kids mentally um athletes through all that because it's it's so hard like it's draining we go to school we do things we exercise and then again we have to exert our brains even more to think in certain ways of that it's just more tiring I don't know it's mm -hmm. it's just so hard and I wish um I had seen a therapist a few times because everything was just so much for me I needed someone to talk to um because is it these were things I didn't want to unload on on top of my friends who are also going through the same things. Um, and so having just like someone to listen to um, from an outside point of view and just an unbiased opinion mm -hmm. and look at things objectively and help me and just listen. It was really, really nice. I saw a therapist a few times um, throughout my college years. When was that? Um, well, one of them <laughs> was when our friend Michael had died and that was like a really hard time for me. Um, yeah, I still break down about that. It's it's really sad. I that would that one hit hard. Another one was I just it was a freshman year. Everything was like I there was this pressure because Division three you don't have scholarships, um, mm -hmm. so you pay on a need base um, at Con, and so my parents were paying a lot of money, and so I was playing a lot, but like I wasn't doing well, and so they were putting. I felt like this a lot of pressure on me to do well. Um, I'm like, my parents have sacrificed a lot, have put a lot of time and money and I'm not producing as well and stuff. And so it kind of was a lot for me. So I kind of saw someone to let out, you know, my thoughts, my frustrations, kind of sometimes this feeling of guilt. Um, and then I totally also, what'd you say? I said, I totally get that. That was yeah. the same way with me at RIT. Yeah, like if I hadn't gotten scholarship to BU, I would have been screwed for paying for college. Yeah. And, and, you know, like in this kind of feeling of, you know, like I'm going to have to pay student loans back um, and I want to make it worth my while. But it some things just I don't know, it kind of just all got to me. Um, a senior year, I saw a therapist a few times. It was um, it, I was taking five classes and three labs and doing an internship um mm -mm. yeah and then like I, for disaster yeah and I was like really really stressed and it was sometimes affecting my mood on the ice um and coaches even pulled me in and was like I was really didn't like the way you were your attitude like I almost wasn't gonna let you play this weekend and I was like oh god okay um mm -hmm. but she's like I was like yeah I'm, I'm seeing a therapist I'm seeing someone and then it's okay to say that you're seeing someone that you need help um because sometimes it's a lot and I feel like this pressure came from it stemmed from when we were younger 
um, coming from somewhere that we don't have a lot of opportunities. So these opportunities would not come very often. And I didn't want to mess up these opportunities. So I had like all this pressure built on myself and, um, you know, just this feeling of guilt towards my parents that again, they have put so much time in, I put so much time in and I, I didn't want to squander this opportunity. So like, it's okay to say you need help. Um, it's okay for a boy or girl, anyone, whatever you identify as to get help, no matter what age you are, um, young, old. I mean, I was a college student and I got help. And I feel like a lot of people think, oh, like you have to go see a therapist. Like, no, mm-hmm. they are awesome. Like they are great to talk to and they really do help and you feel great. I, I think it really helped me. Um, so I'm really happy that you talk about, you know, the mental aspect of things because a lot of times in sports people think it's just you know lifting practicing you know doing all that stuff but it's it's so mental it's it's so mental it's like a solid 80 percent of the game it is like, like if you're already there like at that level it's 80 percent of the game it's just battling yeah. through everything that you're already dealing with all the school scheduling hanging out with friends trying to get sleep like it's yeah. so much on your mind all the time that is like one thing about hanging out with friends because we were always gone. I never, I never once went to a Friday night football game. I was so upset um, (laughs) because that was like, I wanted to experience things that, you know, kids experienced in high school, but like I couldn't because we were always gone. I lived so far. I was always trying to catch up with work. And that was also like really hard for me. I mean, not that I wasn't, I had friends. I had great friends at St. Agnes. Um, but they would always hang out outside of school and they would always ask me and I could never hang out at one point. They just Sorry, stopped asking. I have hockey. Yeah. They just stopped asking me at points because they knew I was always gone. And that's like, so sad. You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. that was also another thing that really got to me. And I was like, sometimes I even get upset. My parents are like, you never let me sleep over at people's house. Cause I had practice and everything. And they're like, but yeah, like, look where you are now. Like I owe it to hockey, honestly, to like all the opportunities and experiences that I've had because of it. And, um, I had to sacrifice a lot. Some people don't have to sacrifice that. Um, they have it like really great where they can hang out or do things, but like Mm -hmm. for us, it was, it was really hard. I feel like you hung out with a lot of people. Um, I think that was, well, I was going to, I went to five high school. So like, how was I, I had to in order, like I literally had to balance everything out in order to actually have friends and not be a loner. Um, You can never be alone or please everyone loves you I just can't believe like I wouldn't be able to like go through that many high schools like that's yeah so I, uh, that's that's crazy for it me it was definitely I, tough for me too <laughs> like also I feel like for you like mentally when you would like bill it and then you went to prep school I remember sometimes you would text me and be like you know you would express your frustration and um I would realize it wasn't all roses and daisies or whatever the expression is about you know Mm -hmm. being away from home like doing this on your own um you know like the journey is hard and it's different for everyone and I'm not going to say that you know your journey is going to be the same as mine but ours are are similar because we started in the same place but for other people you know it may be easier for them and some people it may be harder which I don't even want to think about because I feel like ours were pretty hard but a lot of people have it a lot harder and they do really well um so 
it's so interesting to see how everyone kind of, you know, ends up and where they yeah. go. And I think about like all of our other teammates that we've played with and, you know, they've done great, like come full circle, Kenzie, we played with Kenzie and she was literally my coach. I was, that was literally something I was going to ask you about. <laughs> that was like the weirdest thing ever. I was just mm-hmm. like, because I remember playing with her doing the home runs plays, um, doing like secret Santa with each other. She was my secret Santa one year. Mm-hmm. Um, and now she's like my coach and I had to take orders from her. And it was so, again, men- mental. I had to change the way I yeah. thought of her. And it's not like we couldn't be friends, but you know, there's a line between your coach um, and your friend that they have to keep. And so it was so weird, like taking taking these like orders from Kenzie and everything like I'm like we're like the same age yeah seriously. <laughs> literally like I think she's only older than me by like a few months mm-hmm. and so it was so weird like first of all we're like the same age I played with you and now you're literally it was also you know what? I felt kind of self-conscious in the beginning yeah. of her watching me because she played you know division one and she was like I thought she was like awesome you know when she played she was great and now she's like watching me as a coach like through a different lens and it was kind of daunting you know like again I care what people think so Mm -hmm. it was like what does she think about me like is she comparing me to when we were like 14 like (laughs) think like oh my god this girl got worse or something you know what I mean but like Mm -hmm. she was there to help me and she was there as a coach and she did a really great job as her first year um as a coach um and so and I think about like everyone who we played with and a lot of them turn back to coaching and they come back to hockey and I'm like what do I want to do that now because I really miss it like same I feel that same way it's like so crazy I haven't skated since July and I really hate it and I'm like oh my god I'm gonna get back out there and I'm not gonna know how to skate um I'm gonna throw an even softer muffin than I already do like my wrists my forearms are gonna hurt after like one hour of stick and puck because I'm like not used to it like I'm like so scared of that but like I really miss hockey like I went to go pick up my dad from the from the park the other day and the baseball fields are right there and there was like this baseball team practicing and it was just baseball but I was like you guys are so lucky like you get to practice with your team like I'm so freaking jealous right now I'm yeah. like over here by myself, like working out by myself. That's also hard. Another mental thing. Mm-hmm. Um, like I'm like, they're like doing sprints. Like I think they're being bagged, but I don't care. Heck, I would ra- I would love to be bagged with my teammates right now. Like that's just so much more fun than like anything else. Like just being with your team. And so I really miss the team aspect of everything. Um, and I was like, wow, I'm like, I feel old. I'm getting sentimental about these kind of things. Just looking at like, you know, <laughs> boys getting bagged on the baseball field over here. So Bagged. Yeah. <laughs> I feel it's like that's so only much- a hockey term. Really? Are you sure? Man, I, I don't know. Like, you, what do you like, bag run? Like, bag skate's the only thing I can think of. Man, I like never thought I would miss hearing you say like, get on the red line, get on the goal line. Like, <laughs> I would love to get on the goal line right now and do sprints. Dang. No, not in our condition. We are not oh. conditioned whatsoever. Oh my God. I, I'm like, can only like, I can just see myself skating and then like trying to want to go faster, but my legs cannot take me. That's how it happens there. when you play beer league. Oh, I it gets rough. 
oh I need to like get into a beer league I'm not even in a beer mm-hmm. league but like was well, the rink even open right now it is and they have like a lot of teams playing um wow. and I kind of want to join because I need to get back into it because let me tell you like I have been working out every day um mm-hmm. I've been doing like hit workouts but it's just so hard to like do things by yourself it's so lonely I'm so sad I miss my teammates like I miss just having like that support system oh well, it's I, hard too whenever you live in the south and all your friends are in the north <laughs> I know a lot of my friends I've been visiting like my friends in Boston quite a bit mm-hmm. um and they've been wanting me to get an apartment with them and I would love to but I need to like try to save some money first to get an apartment and I'm I'm going to be taking classes next semester um, and applying to PT schools so I need to try to save money before I start spending yeah. some more again for school but it's oh, it's so crazy I just I feel like so like weird without hockey in my life right now mm-hmm. I just feel so like I don't have direction I do have direction but I just feel like I'm not work. there's there's it's sad I don't know how to put it you know what I mean like no I'm I'm with you <laughs> in hockey like we would always be like in the summer like when it was a summertime I'm like okay this is off season this is when I'm supposed to be training I did not go to the rink once except when I played in Beantown with my teammates and I'm like this is like so weird um but we all know like you know people will extend like playing overseas like you did and my friend Sammy but you know it does come to an end at some point where we're not as serious about it mm-hmm. and we have to you know, move on with our life but it was it will always still be there but I'm going to tell you if anyone's listening right now you should really really enjoy the time you have because man whenever like I would wake up for practice I would be like some days because not everyone has a great positive attitude every day I'm like I don't want to do this like I can't wait for this to be over sometimes and man, do I regret saying that because now like, it's just, it's not the same. And I really do feel for the people right now who are playing during COVID, you know, like their seasons, um, mm-hmm. our con team, their season, they don't have one really. Yeah. The only team that they played was each other. They had a, like a scrimmage against, it's so sad. Like our mm-hmm. seniors did not even get like a proper senior night, like anything. And it's, it's so sad to think about like I couldn't even imagine like could you imagine us playing like right now like Mm -hmm. I'd be so upset but the whole thing I think it's different for you graduating during a pandemic too like when I graduated I one traveled Europe for like 70 days and even give me start with PTSD because I was gonna (laughs) do that I'm upset yeah and then I started working corporate job I was in the office I was doing training I was still somewhat playing with like the PW and then just like hanging out with friends on the weekend and like actually traveling for the first time and so like I was able to find things that I enjoyed doing outside of my sport and so like I had a better transition where right now you're in West Memphis Arkansas at your parents house no offense it's completely fun for your parents house but (laughs) you also like it's hard to find a job right now. It's hard to like get all these things together and you're, everyone's just kind of just sitting still. I know I was, hard. I was so upset because we were at home during winter uh, spring break when we had found out and then some mm-hmm. other schools were still in school and they had like a week to say goodbye to everyone. Like yeah. literally I had to fly out there in 72 hours, pack everything uh, from my room into a storage unit and fly right back home like I was only there for like a day and a half 
and I flew back and I everyone was coming in at different times some people had already left some people weren't even there yet and so Mm -hmm. I didn't even get to say goodbye to a lot of my teammates like it was the weirdest like send off ever it didn't feel like goodbye like I didn't even see my boyfriend I didn't see him (laughs) you haven't seen him in so long (laughs) I hadn't seen him since March 6th I just saw him like two weeks ago but it was only from six feet apart we didn't get each other like are you serious I'm so serious because he lives in New York and they're pretty strict about those kind of things wow um so yeah like it was just like this crazy times and I thought like senior spring senior spring was going to be the best time of my life I was gonna about to be like all right I'm so over school um hockey season's over I'm gonna live it up college one last time and it ended and then you know like graduation you never you didn't get to walk across and then like you said you got to travel me and my friends we're gonna travel Europe and then maybe also do a cross-country road trip to Alaska and then I was gonna go to the Philippines um, and then probably just get my life started, do the GRE. But then, like you said, I was kind of just stuck at home. But then I kind of like saw how my other teammates are doing now at school. And it's, I think they have it worse now though, too. Oh, because, they like, definitely it's, do. It's like not even the same. And going back to like the mental state, it's not okay for them. Like they, it's not the same. I mean, sometimes I'm like, what's the point of them being there? Because they, rarely see people on campus you can't really interact with each other and a lot of them are like I'm just so I don't want to use the word depressed because it's a lot of people use that term a lot and it should be used mm-hmm. lightly um because no it it's is. cases of depression are definitely rising right now especially with like chances of being quarantined all the time like so being isolated from other people is like mental torture like yeah and I realized that when I was in Budapest and I had a two-week quarantine but like these kids everyone's separated from everyone like all you see are your teammates that's that's not college it's not like real life either it's so it's so sad even my friends who aren't college like athletes like I feel like it's even harder for them um, because sometimes their friends aren't even there some of them really don't have as many um, friends there Mm -hmm. unlike what your teammates they're there and so I don't know I feel really really bad for them uh for everyone during this time who's in school it's just not a proper experience and it's so sad because I want everyone to experience college high school anything you know the way it used to be um and I'm sure it's even tough now I couldn't even imagine kids trying to um get recruited because maybe some Mm -hmm. people are redshirting um and there's a dead period it just got extended until like April so really Mm-hmm. see that's that's so tough like I couldn't even imagine if we were doing something like that like our year I feel like full of amazing players you know what I mean mm-hmm. Delaney yeah Katrin I think Abby Rock is our year I'm not really sure you know what I'm talking about like all these people like you Kenzie Pippi just all these I, there's so many other girls out there and then our year and like the year above and below like just so amazing and Mm -hmm. I'm like I couldn't even imagine trying to vie for a spot right now also like poor freshmen like they're not really getting the experience like really understanding the team dynamics and everything it's just Mm -hmm. oh my heart breaks for everyone it's just so it's so so sad and it's gonna be a while until things actually get back to in quotation marks normal I know it's it's gonna be a while but 
hopefully we can try to get this down. I don't know, the holidays are coming up. It's going to be hard for everyone to mm-hmm. kind of only celebrate with your household. Um, but we shall see. I don't really know. But it's the holidays. Yeah. We have <laughs> That's so many things. Part. We made it to the end of the year. Congrats, we everyone. <laughs> we did. We have so many things to be thankful for, like our journey. You know, again, I really wish we clocked how many hours. I keep going back and forth. I'm so sorry. I've always had this thought in my head. I wish we, like, went back and just clocked how many hours in a car there's no way we could at this point because what we started in did we do we did sixth grade together you sixth grade are you sure sixth no we did seventh eighth and ninth grade together feels way longer than that i was about to say i feel like we did like five years together was only three wow yeah we did a lot from like 11 to 15 maybe four years really and then we went our separate ways Mm mm-hmm I was like, Reagan's so cool. She's like living outside a house already. Like, she's so awesome. And I honestly, was honestly, sorry. No, no, you go on. I was just say, honestly, if I hadn't gone to prep school in like class in New York at that small little prep school, I think it would have been way different than like me just going to billet my first year. Did you? You, you remember that what, first year? <laughs> which did you billet first or NSA? NSA. Then I billeted it, and then I billed it with Kathy. See, I could never. I couldn't keep up. So. I'm glad you went to NSA. I feel like you still talk to a lot of those girls from from NSA. Yeah. And um, also, that was just like the biggest year for my development. One, like playing with really, really good players. Like, mm-hmm. I'll give a shout out to Callie Flanagan. She just won a gold medal a couple of years back. So <laughs> her and then we had so many D1 commits and we played, I think, like 80 something games. Something absurd. We were That's on the awesome. ice every single day. It was literally college. We were playing college periods too 20 minute periods that's see that's like so awesome and the fact that I feel like a lot of people are afraid to play with people who are a lot better they don't want to be embarrassed but honestly that's like the best for you like that's Mm -hmm. why I think Pittsburgh was a really great thing for us to play with girls who are just yeah exceptionally good um kind of put us in our place like I felt like I was put in my place like saw what I need to work on I was oh, like, I was wow. definitely put in my place. <laughs> oh. Shout out to Chuck. <laughs> Chuck Pink. I almost quit hockey after that year. That's like the funniest thing ever to me. <laughs> oh, and so it was just like, I feel like a lot of people are scared to do that. And it's honestly probably one of the best things for your development is because you have to catch up. You have to try to be better. And a lot of times when they're also your teammates, they'll be supportive and help you and push you to do really well. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what I really liked when we played Pittsburgh was these girls were really supportive. Um, were always there to help us. Well, for me, I don't know how you felt, but like, I felt like they helped us push us. Oh to- yeah. Nicest families too. Like we literally spent holidays with those families, like Thanksgiving every year. <laughs> Again, family is so big. Like uh, hockey parents, I think, no, no offense to all these other parents out there, but I think hockey parents sometimes are like the best. They the most accepting. I know. <laughs> Chocolate like, chip pancakes in the morning. Are you kidding? So good. Like shout out to the Trices. How about that? Trices. Shout out to the Trices. You know the Stokes. I love the Stokes. Shout and out the to Stokes. Stokes. The um the Kalofs. Kalofs. I didn't want to butcher their last names. Um, <laughs> the Rockies. Oh, everyone. Anyone who's listening who played Pittsburgh, we all love you. There's just so many Honestly, people out do. there. We all love you. It was so great. Honestly, like 
they were huge for me when because my dad got sick at one point um, mm-hmm. and was like hospitalized and bedridden for a bit um, and my mom had to stay with him some of them stepped up and like took care of me for the weekends and everything when we had um, games in like Canada and New York mm-hmm. um, and all that stuff so like I don't know parents you if any are listening you guys rock um, I aspire to be like my parents anyone else's parents who are very supportive um, it's hard it's it's really really rough like I I want to I don't want to be that parent that's like crazy in the stand you know like my parents are you're gonna be <laughs> my parents always look at me and be like or something <laughs> you know skate, like gonna skate. yeah oh my god I do not want to be like that but I literally can just see myself doing that because mm-hmm. um I get really into it so I hope I'm not that parent that gets ejected but, yeah uh we will see I kind of want to put my kid you know tell me what they want I feel like a lot of times my parents kind of told me like what I needed to do like what I wanted um <laughs> yeah. you know I, I was very influenced because I'm also the person it's so bad this sounds very bad I'm a bad example I'm not very like proactive go-getter like my boyfriend <laughs> see yeah Reagan's laughing because she knows Reagan freaking knows my boyfriend has been harping on me for the past like four months to like schedule when I was going to take the GRE he's like have you scheduled your GRE yet and I was like no like leave me alone he's like next week uh, I'm not gonna talk to you if you don't schedule your GRE fine don't talk to me like I'm not scheduling this yet I finally <laughs> scheduled it he's like thank god like he was on my butt about it like mm-hmm. I don't know why you're so reluctant to do things when you want to I don't know you want me to do complex- a psychological deep dive on you real quick oh sure please because you know my complex of very <laughs> it does not make sense well it makes sense to me because one, we come from Asian families, Asian culture in general is just like super hard on their kids and they want the best for them and they expect their kids to be perfect. And if you think about you, you're the only child, first of all, there's no other person to put blame on except for you. So it's only me. Yeah. But you like to procrastinate. It's not like you're not going to do it. It's just, you right. will procrastinate until the last minute because you're scared of failing. And oh it's just like, Megan, wow. I'm boom that's it <laughs> i'm getting psychoanalyzed sorry i need the charger so you're gonna see my panda in the background over here um <laughs> but i was just i'm like so reluctant to like do things mm-hmm. and i feel like i was always pushed because i had to you know what my parents they know me really well and maybe some people who come from like different cultures or households would be like oh they're pushing her a lot but like i remember my dad was like okay you're gonna play lacrosse so like I said, I like signed you up. I was like, I don't want to play lacrosse. I was so reluctant to play. I freaking loved lacrosse. Like, I'm so happy my dad made me play. It's so awesome. My dad literally tricked me one time and my family. <laughs> he drove us to like this park and he was like, oh, we're just going to like go play soccer. I was like, okay. And my mom's like, why are there so many other kids here? He goes, oh, I signed her up for a tryout for a competitive soccer team. I was like, what <laughs> I literally had to try out for um this Memphis football club and I somehow made it and then I've played competitive soccer for a few years and I did really well I'm not gonna lie I was like you're ball. a little athlete that's for sure <laughs> and so I mean my parents had to push me and kind of tell me like when we were playing they're like do you want to play college I go yeah I want to play college like, okay d1 because you know that's the best mm-hmm. so they're like if you're gonna do something the best I mean, it makes sense right so I was like d my friend's like d1 d1 and I was like d1 and I'm like looking at bc and I'm like yeah bc 
fool please kylo come on do one ah. like i had to, i needed to like look inside myself and know what i wanted because like then mm-hmm. again i did and i was like d3 it took so much like like i was so scared to tell my parents i wanted to play d3 because you know that disappointment of them being mad and it not being mm-hmm. the best and so i was like mom dad like i don't want to play d1 like i don't want to play at that level i want to play d3 and it was so scary telling them that because you know it's like oh just i don't know you know like i thought my parents yeah. would not be very disown you <laughs> it's like it was, i was like oh my god i'm not going to be able to like come back home anymore like, what am i going to do mm-hmm. i remember we had so many fights about that they're like you're not trying hard enough and you know what everything works out the way it's supposed to be and I really again I love my experience based a really hard hardship at the end but you know I'm back and better than ever baby living in a parent's <laughs> house at 23 no I'm kidding it these times are really trying for everyone I'm actually really happy to be home I've been trying new things I've been cooking I've been baking wow you've been cooking that's a yeah. first I know right literally like I didn't know how to make jack crap I didn't even know how to make pasta like I knew it but I've never really done it and I was really scared because I don't want to mess up on pasta so like the easiest thing to make I know it's like the easiest thing but you never know and um you know I've been working on like self-reflection setting goals because again like a lot of times I feel like things were really kind of given to me or Mm -hmm. it just happened that things worked out the way they did um and I'm not saying I didn't work hard but I feel like I could have you know really set myself for other goals so now like really setting goals and like really trying to get there like physical therapy uh I worked really I did I studied a lot for the GRE um uh, my parents like wow you really actually studied like dedication good for you like I'm so proud of you um I took the first step and so like now I'm really trying to like get my life going but I have to test it all the sports like I think sports I'm so biased. This is so biased, but like sports makes you like not a better person, but a more well-rounded person. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And being on a team is just so different. Like I feel I could literally never imagine not being on a team. Like that's like the craziest thing to like, I can't even fathom. Like being on a team is so freaking awesome. Like I just, I get so excited thinking about being on a team. Like I would love to be on a team, a chess team. I don't even freaking care. Any team. Like I'm, I miss it so much. Chess team? What is wrong with you? I, don't, I haven't played chess with my dad. So, oh my God, we've been playing I actually have no games. idea how to play. Really? Yeah, no idea. Everyone else in my family knows. I know. I saw your sister on her Instagram story playing with uh, uh James, I was like, oh, Maddie's <laughs> playing uh, chess. Okay, Maddie. My nieces and nephews made fun of me. They're like literally 10 years old. They know how to play. And I'm like, wait, they made fun of you for it? They know how to play? Yeah, I was like, okay, we don't make fun of people because they don't know how to do something because they've never tried. Connor and all they know how to play chess? Mm-hmm. Somehow, I have no idea how. Madison's on the chess team, I think, in middle school. That's why she knows. Are you sure? Mm-hmm. No way. Like middle school, maybe. Oh, elementary school. That's so, that's so funny. Mm-hmm. oh but I just feel like I've been babbling I'm so sorry I feel like I just like keep on talking you actually made my job super easy today, I know but- did you have did you have any question for me I feel really bad you didn't like I don't know if you had any questions that you wanted to like direct 
this podcast in this direction I just kind of like flip-flop back and forth all over well I was actually gonna say like she's probably one of the most talkative people you ever meet but you proved it for me I did I did there you go single question (laughs) I just kept talking I was like Kyla maybe you should like see if Reagan wants to ask any questions I don't know if you're like podcast you want to you know your theme of every episode and you want to like focus on something like did you want to focus on our journey because like I could go delve into like, more <laughs> deep like things into our journey like we'll do a second episode for that <laughs> okay oh my god am I gonna be featured again oh like maybe maybe in like the third or fourth season okay okay I I, I can I can get myself ready for this because I feel like I'm so sorry if, I hope like if anyone's listening it helped them um wait I I have one question it's the question I asked everyone it's how I always end it off so if you had one or in your case five pieces of advice you'd like to give the next generation of female athletes what would it be I think like an advice that I would probably give to future uh the future generation of girl athletes would just be to kind of like set a goal for yourself and to understand who you are and kind of like the circumstances you have and not really compare yourself to everyone because everyone's journey is very different Um, everyone handles things in their own way and that it's okay to say that you need help whether it be mentally um, whether it be with lifting uh, with your sports you know practice or whatever it's okay to reach out and say you need help because it's always nice to have a second opinion um, and someone who's always there for you because you can't do it alone. Um, and I feel like I speak from experience. Thanks so much for being on the show today. Um, I really appreciated having you, one of my best friends from childhood, on oh, my podcast. I, I uh, was honored to be um, on your podcast. I was like so happy that you asked me. Um, and I'm so happy that you are doing something like this and I don't know helping people out there so you're great well there you have it thanks so much for tuning in today on the unpaved path feel free to subscribe for future podcast updates and to follow me on instagram at ray.rust hope you guys have a great Wednesday